Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Eric Silverman has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Eric. Hey, George. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, man. Excited to have you back on. Eric is the founder of Voluntary Disruption, Employee Benefits Enhanced. He's been named EBA's Advisor of the Year. He's a best-selling author. He's a speaker, a podcaster, and for better or for worse, a Baltimore Orioles fan. Now back on the show. Eric, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Hey, man, my Baltimore Orioles had a a better (laughs) season than anybody would have predicted. In fact, better than anybody did predict. So I am pleasantly surprised and excited for the future, my friend. Um, uh, Thanks for having me, George. It's it's, it's a pleasure to be back. I appreciate it. Boy, you know, it's been a, a couple of years or so since I was on, and lots has has changed in my life. Uh, I'm super fired up uh, about uh, about my new podcast, and I'm super fired up uh, to dip into the world that that I've learned from you. Uh, it's so it's so fun to just get to know new people and and their stories and their background. It's you know I I, I don't know what you th- were thinking going into the podcast, but for me, I, I I obviously wanted to have great content. I wanted to bring forth good ideas, but I didn't realize that it was going to be so valuable to talk to so many smart people and just to hear the way that they describe the work that they're doing and how they are, are how they articulate different concepts so for me it's been just super valuable yeah yeah that's exactly right and you know for me um uh, you know, I'm not looking to quote unquote monetize a podcast. Like it's amazing how many people find out you have a podcast and you got random spam salespeople trying to get you to put commercials on and monetize. And I'm all for that for folks that, that want to do that. But in my case, I just do it for constant content for more, uh, marketing exposure. My whole philosophy for, for building my business that's worked very well for me for the last 21 years and counting. And certainly since social media was, was invented is just being out there, being in people's faces, being top of mind. Um, and even not even just about insurance and employee benefits. Sure. That's what I do for a living. Uh, happy to talk about that, but yeah, that's boring, dude. I mean, the reality <laughs> is um, it pays the bills, and I'm very passionate about it, and I love it. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's boring. Insurance is boring. Nobody likes to talk about insurance. So I love to just um, to get out there and have exposure. So I do, and you've probably seen it, I'm sure. Um, I do crazy stuff on social media, both on on even the professional one, LinkedIn, as well as the quote unquote not so needing to be professional one, Instagram, Facebook, etc. I just put myself out there and 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 make sure that prospects and clients know that when they buy Eric Silverman and they buy Voluntary Disruption uh, to be a client, they're buying authentically exactly what they see on social media. Yeah, amen to that. So one of the, I think I think looking back, the, the primary reason that I started uh, this show was that I wanted to do a better job of educating retirement plan participants. I wanted to bring on experts in different fields and try to just to help motivate people to make decisions or rather bring them good ideas when they're ready to make a decision about something. Um, 
and that's obviously you do a ton of obviously worksite stuff and mm-hmm. you know it's all the things are important but it's a matter of how do you actually motivate people to start moving in the right direction on things um, right i don't know if there's a question in there or not well you know <laughs> what you know the, the, no but there is there is and i wanted to talk about this so i'm glad you brought it up you know i um uh, I'm finding the biggest, most uh, beneficial way that I'm able to bring value to my client-to-be or my prospect um, is by helping them win new business. So I'll give you an example. So uh, I don't have a direct-to-market sales force. Um, uh, I don't have a very big sales force to begin with in the first place. But we don't sell direct-to-market. So uh, we're not a broker or an advisor or a benefits person that would be knocking on doors and cold calling C-suites, CEOs, CFOs, business owners, et cetera, large or small. We are, um, in other words, known as a wholesaler or a GA for somewhat or for some uh, folks. So we only go through actual health brokers and health advisors that have an existing block of business. And what I found George is when I'm talking to them, they're usually putting me in the same box as some random carrier rep. So, uh, and they're saying, well, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing for, for our clients what any random carrier could do. And I don't like to argue with folks. I certainly am not going to argue that. Uh, I am doing some of the same things that they could do with their, with their existing carrier partners. Um, but where I'm able to tip the conversation in my favor that, frankly, nobody ever does, just to be very blunt, is I asked them when's the last time their carrier partner, quote unquote, brought them business and helped them win new business. And their answer is typically, well, that never happens. What do you mean? Now, now you got my attention. Now I'm interested. And I say, well, you know, any carrier rep and any broker or, or, or firm like mine can 100% just ask you for an Excel spreadsheet of all your clients. And they can get your permission in writing to just go down the list and call all your clients and hopefully uh, land some business together. And that's fine, but I don't want to do that. That's that's status quo. And quite candidly, it's a waste of my time. I don't, I'm not looking to make cold calls, even if I can name drop your your uh, your your name per se. Um, what I want to do, where I have so much more fun, is I like to sell. I like to help you win new business. So what I do then, George, is I help our broker partners. Um, bring in clients that they may not have otherwise had on their own. And I always ask them a question. I say, so, you know, think back to the last five deals that you um, were talking to uh, business owners about health insurance for and healthcare. And I say, of those five deals, I know you're perfect. You probably won all five. But if there was <laughs> one or two that you didn't win, why didn't you win it? And their answer, whatever their answer is, it's fine. And I say, okay, well, when they went with the broker down the street or they stayed with their incumbent broker for whatever reason, no big deal. Did you ever get one of those uh, responses of, hey, we really like you. We really love you. You were right there. You were next mm-hmm. in line. And and if our current guy or lady dies, quits or gets fired, we'll, you'll be the first to, that we call. And they always laugh and they say, well, yeah, that's exactly um, you know, uh, what, what, what I hear. And I say, okay, well, that to me means that you didn't go for anything else, meaning you didn't have another line in the water. You were looking for the holy grail of your business, which is health insurance. What you didn't have your eye on was all of the, and I hate this term, you may remember from the first episode, George, but mm-hmm. you, you, you didn't have ancillary or, in, or voluntary or supplemental or anything else on your laundry list of things that you could offer to this prospect. So therefore, when they told you no, they told you no on health insurance and you had nothing more to do except for put 
your tail between your legs and walk away, thank them for their for their consideration and hope that maybe a year from now they'll take your call again. So what I like to do is literally help them win business based on benefit strategies and communication and engagement strategies that they've never talked about with those prospects before. And you know, we just I just helped a broker partner of mine uh, win a 500 person deal that had originally told them no just because they weren't ready to make a switch for their main healthcare broker. And I just encouraged them to set up an appointment with me where we could talk about some other things that his ser that his company does service-wise. And damn it, if we didn't find out, as we typically always do, that that client, George, they don't have that much loyalty to my side of the business. They didn't really care that their current broker was handling some of the things that, that we do. So that left a door wide open for my broker partner to close the new deal, win the BOR on enhanced benefits, voluntary employee funded benefits, to deploy our engagement and communication strategy. And look, at the end of the day, George, I'll ask you, isn't revenue, revenue, revenue? Meaning, at, at the end of the day, does, does our bank, does our mortgage, does the food on our table that we pay for, does it matter where the, the comp check comes from, if it's from a major medical carrier or an enhanced carrier? And, and then to, to put a cherry on that uh, ice cream right there. At the end of the day, a year later, is it easier or harder to close a new deal as far as prospect um, lines of business if you're knocking on the door cold and following up, hey, we met a year ago, you told me no, can I try to quote you again? Is that easier or harder than hey, we already uh, work with you on these few lines and you see how great your service is. Um, do you mind if I throw my, my, my hand in to, uh, to quote your medical this year? I mean, which is more powerful, an existing client where you're trying to add a line of business or continue banging on the door for heaven's sake? So it just becomes a no-brainer, George, and, and I get super fired up and excited to help uh, my broker advisor partners win new deals. And you know what happens? Guess what, I'll tell you a secret. The other groups, the existing clients, the ones that I told them I didn't care about earlier, they just naturally come to me because I've created immense value that no other person has ever done. Why aren't other people doing that? They're not doing well. The carrier reps aren't doing it because they have strict, ridiculous, obnoxious <laughs> quotas that they have to that they have to hit to keep their job. They're their base salary commission salespeople that that have to do their job. And if their boss or boss's boss or boss's 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 boss finds out that they're spending all this time developing the relationship, trying to help them win new business and not focusing on the existing clients, that's not going to be good for their job. So uh, I just remember what it's like being in the carrier days. I mean, you may recall I'm a former carrier rep, or as I like to say, a um, recovering carrier rep. And uh, I had management bosses and bosses' bosses that, you know, they just wanted sales today. They didn't care about future. So to tell a, this is sad but true, to tell them, hey, I'm developing the relationship, and you know, six or eight months from now, we'll we'll have some good stuff going. They don't want to hear that when they're answering to their shareholders. Yeah. Okay. That that certainly makes sense. How, when when I think about all the different um, uh, technology advances in 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 fintech, which is financial technology, I haven't really looked a lot at I guess insuretech or just just what's happening in that world from a disruption standpoint. What sure? What are you seeing? Yeah, so InsureTech, BenTech, whatever term that, that somebody wants to throw around. Um, 
The biggest couple things I'm seeing, particularly now um, during COVID, uh, in the in the heat of it, um, hopefully toward the end of it, who knows, um, is really what I've been focusing on for years, and that is more the virtual self-serve, uh, employee-driven enrollment. So we have technology that we set up with our clients that allows their employees to uh, do a self-serve enrollment through what I call the um, the Amazon of benefits. Now, full disclosure, it's not owned or operated by Amazon. It's not AWS powered. <laughs> not, not yet um, anyway, Eric. But, not yet. Uh, but, but I still use the term quote unquote Amazon of benefits because people can understand how simple and smooth it is to buy crap on Amazon. So this is an arguably more important since it's employee benefits. So this is very smooth. It's integrated. It's easy for the employee and the employer. And it's very, very, um, much a self-serve process. And then we have aided, uh, with a with an on-demand call center uh, available to our employee clients if and when needed. So employer groups, we've been doing it this way for years, and then when COVID hit, it became even more prevalent. Uh, we had, I mean, my goodness, we had we have literally, I had an employer group that we were talking to in January that was adamant about in-person, one-on-one, knee-to-knee, face-to-face, old-fashioned status quo enrollments, and we could still do that. So there was nothing we could do to get around it. They were adamant about it, no big deal. Um, and come uh, come March, when is a May 1 effective date, come March, when we're getting ready to prepare, they came back and they said, yeah, you know that self-serve call center thing <laughs> that you talked to us about in January? Um, do you, is that still on the table? Is that still a possibility? So, you know, obviously it's, it's a no-brainer. Companies that didn't want to do it are now forced to do uh, their benefit engagement and communication and enrollment in ways that they never even wanted to. So it's interesting. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those guys that tells you that COVID didn't hurt my business, at least short term, because it did. Um, nothing crazy. I not, didn't sell my house here. But at sure. the end of the day, um, COVID did help my business with respect to the way that we've been trying to do it for years now because we did have a certain percentage of clients and prospects tell us well no I still prefer one-on-one and a big dog and pony show and a group meeting and mm-hmm. you know you can you're welcome to sit with my employees and I, I just feel like that's archaic and COVID only helped the cause yeah yeah it's fascinating right being able to really change just just those those archaic things that have been done forever just because that's the way we've always done them and then for lack of a better term ripping off the band-aid just because they had to and like okay wow the light bulb sort of turns on and you realize all right well maybe we don't need to do it that way in fact we have to do it this way um and as things continue to evolve you mentioned that you're sitting down with with your partners helping them with these engagement strategies and i really view my role with my clients is helping them to really marshal all the different resources that are available out there because there are so many and so many of them are free, but it's also extremely overwhelming. So how do you kind of bridge that gap? And it's not a perfect science, I know, between, you know, it's all virtual, it's it's the participant drives everything versus I'm actually sitting down across the table from every individual person. Yeah, so... You know, let's let's think about employee benefits for a minute. All right. If you're listening, remember, I I understand I'm the first to admit that insurance and benefits can be rather boring. But let's just think about the global cause. Right. Who's our end user, George? Our end user is not 
um, fully the employer. Sure, the employer might be on the company employee um, benefit plan, but that's not our end user. Our end user is the actual employee, the family that owns and uses the coverage, pays for it or has it given to them, really is irrelevant. Um, so when we're looking at the end user, I'm a big believer in the client experience and the client being the actual employee. So um, what I always try to do is make sure that the employer understands how vital and mission critical it is for an employee to be communicated with effectively, efficiently, swiftly, in bite-sized digestible pieces. And that only helps drive engagement to the next level. So many times we have employer groups that will tell us, well, I'm spending all this money on benefits and I don't think anybody knows or cares. They don't understand the benefits. And it's crazy but because you know, healthcare is most, almost every time a top three, if not a number two line item as far as expense second behind only payroll in a typical company. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever heard the uh, the quote, but uh, Howard Schultz from uh, Starbucks said that they are not in the car uh, in the coffee bean business. They're in the healthcare business. He mm -hmm. was he went on record in a quote saying that because he said they spend more money on health insurance and healthcare for their employees across the world than they do on coffee beans. Crazy. Now just let that let that digest for yeah. a minute. So, so the communication and engagement with the employees has to be deployed so effectively. We're big fans of text message communication and push notifications and app technology that we have. Um, if you're an employer group and you're not deploying uh, communication with what I call the remote control of everybody's life, and that's their smartphone, hmm. and even in multiple languages, if and when needed, then you are way behind the eight ball. The remote control of everybody's life. I don't know that I've heard that, but it's 100% true. So appreciate that. I like it, man. Well, Eric, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Difference-making tip, man. I tell you what, I think it's it's really just vital if you're a um, – uh, this one really just goes back to the value. You know, be creative, be different. If you're in sales or marketing, employee benefits, insurance, or, or you sell vacuum cleaners, just try to help your client win, your prospect win. Um, and, you know, I just got so, I said it earlier, but I got so bored and tired of being the same old guy preaching the same old song and dance. So when I found a way to add value, and I know that's a, such a cliche over, overused word in, in the year 2020, but, but the reality is when I found that difference making tip for my broker partner prospects and clients that really got them excited in this case it happened to be winning new business that in and of itself is what changed the game for me and 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 my uh my company like that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on come on yeah it's it's fascinating to me uh like, why aren't more people doing this? And obviously, there's a ton of folks out there who were just so constricted by just the the compliance or their contracts and the right. way that they're paid and all that stuff. But if you're not and you're listening to this, well, then shame on you. Get you, pe People have to get to work, Eric. <laughs> it's true. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty darn uh, big user of LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Silverman, Voluntary Disruption. 
uh, website is voluntarydisruption.com. Uh, but I'd re- I'd rather uh, folks go to rockstarsrockin.com. Rockstars rocking with a g on the end.com rockstarsrockin.com is my new podcast where we have uh, guests on not doing 20 days a week but uh <laughs> once a week we're having on uh rock stars like yourself and i hope you'll be on one day soon um who will um just share their story how they're crushing life how they're crushing business and life goals it is not i'll tell your audience this it is not an insurance uh employee benefits uh, podcast uh, sometimes we have some of those folks on uh, but we dig deep and really just talk about what makes them shine they are the rock stars rocking and i want them to shine love it well savage nation if you enjoyed this as much as i did show eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to rockstarsrocking.com check out the podcast find eric on linkedin and social media and i will list all of those in the notes of the show thanks again eric thank you guys appreciate it george and until next time Keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money. Getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.